is there a list of questions that I can look at? No. No, I just hear the questions and... Yes, yes. that's right. You, you get bombarded by weird questions and you right. have to improvise an answer and usually it sucks. So that's, that's <laughs> the show. Insert credit, the relentlessly paced weekly audio program where a panel of video game tip line gurus must reach a consensus on every topic introduced within six minutes, or their recompense shall be the sound of a horrible buzzer. I'm Alex Jaffe, and the most unnecessary thing I'd ever done in a video game was grind up to level 99 in Kingdom Hearts because I assumed that after playing Golden Sun, I'd be able to export my data into the next game. I heard if you get to 99, you get to see Mickey naked. I would grind to level 99 to not have to. You actually get to see Mickey really clothed because he's wearing this really long, like elaborate black wizard robe. Yeah, as the ending of one. Yeah. Well, not the ending of one. He, okay, never, I'm not going to. It's talk just about like a shadow or something. It's the only one I played. I don't know. Whatever. I'm, I'm not going to talk about Kingdom Hearts one. My name is Frank, and the most unnecessary thing I've ever done in a video game. I don't know that I have a, an historical answer, but uh, I will relay that as of this morning, playing that that Yakuza, there's a business management simulation that involves sort of buying properties and running them and making money. And as of this morning, for no reason at all, I bought and completely upgraded all of the properties and then sold them back to the market at a loss just to give back to the community. Congratulations. Thank you. That's wild. Uh, I'm Tim Rogers, and the most unnecessary thing I've ever done in a video game is uh, start a Patreon about promising to make reviews of them. That's not that's, in a video game. Let's... That's there. Hey, there's a whole lot of this happens in the video game. I do the most useless thing possible in most of the video games most of the time, so let me just give the most recent one, which is that I played all the way through Tokimeki Memorial 14 times, even though you can kind of bank up like five of the endings and then branch off your save. Basically, what which college you choose at the end, like you choose a college or a technical school, you can bank up like six endings and then just kind of like like save hammer state. them all out. Yeah, save state your way in. And the game even supports it. It, it increments your clear counter on the, the data screen, even if you're just uh, save stating it or, uh, you know, using memory card saves. Though I thought it would be more fun to deliberately pursue just one girl per playthrough. So I did that for all all of the endings. Nice. I'm Brandon Sheffield, and the most useful thing I've done in the game that I can think of right now is, if y'all are aware of that game, Pyongyang Racer, which is the North Korean tourism-oriented racing game. Nobody's aware of that game. Well, it exists. And uh, I made it a point to become number one on the leaderboards oh. of that game. And the way that you actually got onto the leaderboards was you took a screenshot of your final score and emailed it to someone. <laughs> oh, that's great. I was number one. I'm actually number two now because there are some scores higher than mine. One of them I think might be legitimate, but there were others where I actually mailed them to say this score is not possible. You, like you have to get these gas cans and also grab all these little icons that indicate what sites you have seen around Pyongyang. There's one gas can that's right in front of an obstacle and you must hit the obstacle to get this gas and so anybody with a, a lower time count than mine that has gotten all 10 or however many gas cans is a liar. 
and there's absolutely, it's just like 100%, there's no way to do it. And so uh, for a while, I was policing that list to make sure that nobody got higher than me on, the, on that game. But um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that now. That phase is over. Yeah, that does seem like the most unnecessary thing listed so far. <laughs> uh, we have a terrific guest on the show this week. Maybe they'll be able to one-up you. Uh, she's been a writer on Saturday Night Live, the Eric Andre Show, The Twilight Zone, and maybe the best Street Fighter 3 Third Strike review ever written. You may have seen her actual human face on shows like Corporate, Ian Peel, and Whose Line Is It Anyway? She co-hosts my favorite video game podcast without Frank Cifaldi on it, How Did This Get Played? A show about the worst, weirdest, and most wonderful games of all time. But most importantly, she's an OG member of the Insert Credit community from long before any video game podcasts existed. Heck All yeah. ye faithless, please welcome Heather Ann Campbell. Hello, that was an intro. Wow, that, that's a lot. Uh, so the most <laughs> unnecessary thing I think I've done in a video game, importing the pocket station in the 90s so that I could get the extra weapon in Final Fantasy VIII, uh, oh. which I believe involved mailing mailing or calling a company from the back of GamePro because there wasn't like an import shop. So you had to like reach out to somebody and be like, this is the thing that I need. And then they'd be like, are you sure you need that? And I'd yeah, I need this. (laughs) And I don't even think it's the most powerful weapon in the game. It was just, how could you not get that weapon? If you're going to play the game, you got to get it. Which weapon was that? Um, What was it? Was a who the I I mean my brain is a rotted hole I don't have any idea like a, what it was a staff <laughs> made of celery or like some they always gave you the weird stuff in Japan it was always weird stuff was like the pre-order. Or whatever. nowadays pre order bonuses are like get your solid platinum diamond armor or your cyber motorcycle or whatever now it's like in Japan in the old days it was always like the weirdest goofiest thing yeah the cheese like a hat. tutu for your Moogle or like something like that. It was always like like they were making fun of DLC before DLC existed. I love it. Heather, I have a question. Uh, in, in all of those seasons, I would have thought they could have figured out whose line it was. Did they ever track that down or is that not? <sighs> I'm sorry. Um, Thanks, Brandon. Sure the real questions. It's, uh, it's Ryan Stiles' line always. Okay. Uh, it's just, that's how the show that's how the show goes. Okay, right. So, it, so it's it's the the question is is kind of superfluous at this point because you, you ultimately know that it's his. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. we know who the boss is and who's the boss. It's mm-hmm. not really an open question. I don't know. It's debatable. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Just look so forward get... to my eight-part essay going through all <laughs> the options. Uh, speaking of eight-part essays, uh, let's get into our ten-part show. The way this works is that I secretly keep score in each episode of who's doing the best, and the winner gets to ask their own question at the top of the next episode. Frank, I arbitrarily decided that you were the winner last week, so you get our first topic. Okay. Oh, incredible. Yeah, I am incredible. Thank you. Um, Excellent work. Cyberpunk came out today. I don't know if you guys oh, heard, oh, did it? heard that. Yeah, it, did. Uh, it came uh, out 7 p.m. yesterday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Whatever, when I it came out it, today. So. <laughs> Just letting you know. It came out today. <laughs> I, was, I, I pressed the button the second it was available. I played it. I so don't care. if the 20 seconds of video I've seen on Twitter are any indication, that game just ain't made to play on the regular old ps4 that's no. in my house or on the original xbox one that's still brand new in its packaging at brandon's house that's right you know this is a game <sighs> people are paying 60 bucks for right and yeah. as far as i can tell there's no kind of marketing campaign or anything telling you to upgrade your stuff i looked at the gamestop listing for the game today just to see it just, it's just a ps4 game according to gamestop right yeah uh, there's not even like a thing on the cover saying plays better on ps5 or anything like that it doesn't though 
does it apparently, doesn't? Apparently, it does not. No, I've heard that it does. It's got to be better than the base PS4, though, right? So probably it, it, a little bit better. I'm not sure. It's 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 backwards compatible. It is okay. not an actual P- PlayStation 5 version. It is backwards compatible on the PlayStation 5. The PlayStation 5 version is coming sometime next year, nebulously sometime next year. Regardless, consoles are finally PCs at this point, right? They're just kind of PCs that get Basically, upgraded yeah. instead of architecturally replaced every five years. And I don't think it's going to stop. So, you know, people are pretty confused today, I think. Is this just an oh, yeah. awkward time that goes away naturally, or do they need to do something about it? I just Ooh. want to point out that uh, it's cool that Cyberpunk is now the uh, second most important game on Google Stadia because it plays well on there. Uh, number one, <laughs> of course, being uh, Gunsport from Necrosoft Naturally. Games. But, but right. under that, they've got Cyberpunk. But it is it is interesting to see, for the very first time, people saying something positive about Stadia. Because <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 runs well on yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the, I guess, I've actually seen a little bit of people not making fun of Stadia today for the first time ever. Saw some being like, oh, Stadia's pretty good for it. I've been playing it on my PC, and I'm going to tell you what. I've logged about six hours at this point, and I've encountered zero hilarious glitches. You haven't seen any penises clipping through pants? No penises clipping through no pants. No vaginas clipping through skirts. I've seen no private parts clipping through garments. Oh, I've been meaning to ask, is there an option in Cyberpunk just to not give yourself any of that? Oh, yeah. There's, you can smooth there's yourself penis, down there? Penis one, penis two, vagina, and off. Those nice. <laughs> there's literally it's called off which i think is amazing you know i'm back in i actually my stream went from zero to nc17 in about 40 seconds yesterday because <laughs> i'm scrolling through the the character creator options and it's just like you get down to like bust size and just immediately there's just a woman's breasts on the screen and it's like ah man just suddenly it's like i i mean i'm trying to i didn't click the checkbox that says mature content before the stream i can get banned from twitch for that so if there's any psycho narcs, I press the doom shotgun sound effect. If there's any psycho narcs watching, you can get me banned based on my recent broadcast. Hurry up before Twitch deletes it. Anyway, I encountered zero game breaking bugs and I felt a little lonely and I've been bombarded with messages, emails, tweets today, linking me to images, GIFs, videos, compilations of hilarious physics fails in cyberpunk telling me that my favorite game that I love is a pile of trash that can't run on the PlayStation 4 and is causing people's machines to overheat and that I should shut up and suck it because I love that game. And it's like, I don't know, man. I streamed it once. Who are you? You found me. You're shoving glitches in my face. It's really weird. We've reached a new interesting moment in the conversation about how funny our physics fails. Maybe I'll get to that later. I'm sorry. I think what's a little more fun is the physics successes where if you've seen like that, that person who um, has been trying to do big halo stuff where they'll, they'll put a grenade under a, like a small tile or something. And then they'll jump and they'll hit that tile and they'll get up somewhere they can't normally get. And that's a little more interesting. So my copy is just sitting underneath my television. Of cyberpunk? Of cyberpunk, yeah. You don't see your character, right? You do in the mirrors. The mirrors, the the beautiful (laughs) ray-traced mirrors. You can look at yourself in the mirror and you get these these beautiful ray-traced reflections. It's incredible. The only reason to design your character is when you walk past a mirror. That's it. And and in cutscenes. You don't stare at them the whole time. 
whole thing. Cutscenes, yeah. And, and then cutscenes. Ah, and the, okay. the cutscenes uh, on my machine, I've got a 2080 Ti and a 3950X, in case anyone needs to know that. On my machine that I have right now, not the one I'm going to build this week with the 3090, the graphics in Cyberpunk, I cannot understate how extremely good the graphics are. They're extremely, extremely good. And you'd have to be an absolute psycho to say the graphics weren't good in this game if you looked at it. Nonetheless, it's still being accused of looking like a Nintendo 64 game by people in my Twitch chat. So that is where I am answering Frank's question, which is this is a very rare and increasingly rare situation because fewer and fewer games are going to look like this. I mean, we've seen it over over time that like the Uncharted's and the Last of Us's are fewer and further between because there aren't as many studios making them. And so mm-hmm. my mm. argument for this being more of a blip than a consistent thing is that there just there won't be that many Cyberpunk 2077 level games going forward. There'll be like a 10 a year. 10 a year. I don't know about 10 a year. All right. On to our next question. What is your favorite video game that you would still consider to be a bad game? Ooh. That's a good question. All of them is the easy answer. I, I don't like very many games that I consider good. So I usually, if I think a game is good, I just get mad. And I just, <laughs> uh, I just think, why can't I make something good? Yeah. And then I feel like the game is making fun of me if it's too good. I feel like games that are genuinely good personally dislike me. It feels rude. Yeah. You want an approachable game. Yeah, I like games that are just like, tra- like Bullet Witch. Bullet Witch isn't good. Right, Brandon? Right. Uh, it's it's great, but it's not it's it's incredible and it's excellent, but it's not good. Yeah, it's definitely bad in a lot of a lot of ways. Conventional ways. I mean, the yeah. frame rate is like 20 at max. You can count it on your fingers every once in a while. Yeah. Every once in a while. They turned the shadows on and they're like, "Oops." <laughs> the frame rate dropped to 5. I mean, my one of my jobs is to play bad games, so I feel like um huh, there was one we played for the Switch called Broom in the Night Sky. Which is a you're you're riding a bicycle or a moped through the air and you have to go through rings and that's the entirety of the game. There's nothing else. There's no feelings. One, one of those feelings video games. You mean like does it give me feelings or or it tries to? It's like here's an here's an emotion, please. No, it's like a like a twelve year old made a video game and they were like, (laughs) yeah, you you bicycle through the air and then you go through rings and that's it. There's no, I mean, there's nothing you can unlock. I think you can play as a sofa. Instead of Ooh. a girl on a bicycle, Ooh. you fly through those goalless, poorly made, terrible controls. And yet there's something really charming about like the sincerity of it. Like, it's just like, this is what I set out to do was make a game where you bicycle through the sky. So that would be my answer. One that comes to mind for me is that I have a tradition now that I know Brandon's aware of, of introducing some kind of bad old games at, at a sort of after party at GDC. Oh, yeah. And I remember this sort of one that uh, I think we did last year or the year before was Beethoven on the Super Nintendo based oh, yeah. on the movie with the dog. Oh, it's a God. platform game with very deterministic, not very good jumps and some sort of like iframe problems with the enemies and stuff like that. Like just mechanically, it's bad, but the level design really works with the bad mechanics. So it's actually, it kind of like loops back around to me to being a good game. Like you just have to learn its language. So that is a game that I think anyone looking at it would call bad, but I think is uh, actually pretty good. I was thinking about this game, not Treasure Hunter, which is a legendary PlayStation 1, Soge, 
bad game type of a video game that everyone kind of clowns on. But there's this one guy who works for Media Create, which is the company that does all the sales charts. Do the sales charts, Japan. yeah. He really, really likes Not Treasure Hunter and has gotten all 50 endings of that game. And hmm. uh, it's the kind of game where you can like you can misstep and fall off a cliff. And then that's the end of the game and you have to start over again. And hearing him talk about with, with passion about those endings made me quite compelled to try it because it's like you're wandering through this minefield. But uh, once you figure it out, you're rewarded with some ridiculous ending of some kind even though it's amateurishly made i don't know you just described life i guess that's right wow yeah so that that's that's not treasure hunter is, is that's what life's all about i guess treasure hunter huh not treasure hunter no i'm just uh thinking about that game man there's so many it's tough to, yeah there's too many of them to draw the line between because so, so many bad games are enjoyable for being bad just for being bad but i, I think we want to find games that are good but bad i've gotten to the point in disliking myself where i can enjoy any bad experience so i don't care if a game's terrible i can i can find something fun about it and genuinely enjoy it i mean i'm talking about thorough genuine enjoyment of any bad video game i guess i i talk Period. about that uh highlander game on the jaguar cd quite a lot on, on this particular show but that game is definitely bad. Like you start out without a sword and in a village mm -hmm. full of people that can kill you so easily. And no sword in a Highlander. That's just depressing. There's no invincibility period for you, but that you do have a stagger. So an enemy can hit you and then you'll go into this stagger animation. Their frames for hitting you are slightly faster than your ability to move away again. So you'll just be staggering and get hit. So if you get D hit does once, he go? Does he go hur, 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 as he's getting hit? He doesn't. Oh. Also, the answer is also Assassin's Creed. So there you go. <laughs> nice. Okay. Those games aren't good. I'm sorry. There's, they're not good. They, they do not hang together. Everyone should play Highlander CD. I love them all, though. I played all of them. I'm an idiot. No bad game has ever made me as mad as an average like TV show. So yeah, <laughs> games are good. That's Games true. are better than TV. You heard it here first on this video game podcast. What's the most interesting economic system in a video game? Communism. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Economics. Which video games have the most interesting economy? Hmm. <sighs> I mean, Frank just talked about selling his, selling uh, his houses. And, there's uh... nothing interesting about that economy <laughs> because it's just you, you grind at this mini game for a half hour and you have infinite money now. Like, I remember being like like nine years old and being like really excited about the idea of a video game, being able to buy a house in a video game. Like ooh, someday, wouldn't it be cool if there was a video game where you can buy a house? Right. Well, I, bet you, I bet you did in Earthbound. I did. I bought that house in Earthbound. Yeah. It's depressing yeah. when you buy that house. I don't yeah. want to spoil what happens when you buy the house in Earthbound to anybody uh, who hasn't bought the house in Earthbound. It's available on the SNES Mini Classic legally or illegally via the internet if you would like to go that route try it out sometime it's a beloved classic of uh, just the idea of i just remember thinking oh i want to buy a house in a video game someday and then i heard about ultima online uh, you could buy <laughs> houses in it and i was like whoa and now i know that in final fantasy 14 there are limited houses Does anybody know about this i have, I have not played the game yeah. my free trial has elapsed and i am paying for it right now right this minute they're draining a quarter of a cent out of me every every hour. I don't know what the I don't know what the breakdown is. I haven't busted the calculator out on it. Uh, I know that it's it's things like the reputation of the the real estate business in Final Fantasy fourteen. There are like limited houses, and they make some of them available x number of times per 
time period. I just I see people who are involved in that game on Twitter being like, I hope I can get one of the new houses when they release them. So it's like there's like like that's kind of cool. I have no actual hands on familiarity with it. My nine year old self would throw up all over his sweatpants uh, because of that as a concept. If I were to play that game now, it would depress me ever so slightly to experience the the inverse thrill of not buying a house also in a video game, not <laughs> owning property also in the fake world. I don't know about that, though. I think that that interests me to know that there's, I guess, MMOs. There you go. That's my answer. Also, buy WoW Gold. Uh, that's an interesting economy that has infiltrated my email inbox numerous thousands of times. EVE Online is is the real answer, right? Because sure. I mean, duh, yeah, yeah. That's, the, that's the real one. The economy branded. Study it. But uh, I was trying not to mention EVE Online. <laughs> talking about Yakuza, one, one economic factor that I find interesting in there is how there will be big deals going on in these hard-coded cutscenes about needing 10 million yen, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm walking around with 100 in my pocket, 100 million yen, because I just succeeded at the cabaret minigame or whatever. Right. In, a, in, a, in a cognitive dissonance sort of way, the Yakuza, the economy of a Yakuza game is just, it's mind blowing because you, yeah. you beat a guy up and it's like you get between, like you just beat up some guy whose qualifications for possessing money are, are no more elaborate than is wearing a jacket and he'll drop between $300 and, and $1,400. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. And then it's like suddenly you've got like world changing money within like 30 <laughs> minutes of not even really grinding. Just minding your business. Not grinding, just minding. Heather, you were a Bitcoin advocate for a while, weren't you? Like, isn't that kind whoa, of video game economy? Whoa. Is that real life? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, back in back in the day, I, I definitely was like, guys, we should buy Bitcoin. And I think it turned out that I was right. <laughs> I think, yeah. yeah. So, Did you do it? Yeah, I bought, I bought in at 78 bucks. Wow. I cashed out and took myself to French Polynesia on bitcoin which was twice oh, the french which is one pretty fucking crazy yeah pretty the, the french, french one. one. Oh, not the, not the other one nope we don't talk <laughs> right. about the other one italian <laughs> not is not Polynesia. as good <laughs> not, on, yeah. not on this show <laughs> you ever go to the the mount the maldives or, or the, the canary islands what other the santa claus islands the christmas islands easter island you ever go to all the, you're gonna English try to go to all Polynesia. the holiday islands yeah, you got to hit that Arbor Day Island. British Polynesia is actually different from English Polynesia, in case you didn't know that. There's Portuguese Polynesia, um, too, but nobody nobody knows where that is. They they lost that one back in 1602. Brexit That's my Polynesia. joke about Portuguese sailors. Well, I was going to say that the early game in Animal Crossing has an interesting economy because yeah. it's trying to teach you to uh, hate capitalism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it seems intentional that you're going to these islands strip mining them of everything mm-hmm. yeah. leaving them treeless in order to buy your house back on your your island it feels it feels very intentional i made a bunch of money off the turnips in animal crossing and then i like i would i would describe it as promptly stopped being interested in the game after making like 38 million on the turnips i was like all right my girlfriend actively ignores the turnip scenario because she feels like it will make her not have any fun with the game well, as a rich man in real life, I refuse to uh, to go unrequited in the virtual. So so I went straight for it. Can't go back, my friends. So Can't as we record this, it's the eve of the video game awards. Oh, it sure is. There have Goodness. been a lot of attempts over the years to create an Oscars for video games. But which were the most spectacular failures? Oh, the video game awards? <laughs> it's hard to remember. Do you ever see Jeff Keighley's suit? 
Like, I mean, I don't even, I, I don't even own a suit right now. The, the one I always think about was when they did those uh, Spike TV video game yep, awards. That was what I was gonna say. Yeah. And uh, Sir Mix-a-Lot hosted one, and he introduced <laughs> Frankie Muniz as Freddie Muniz. That's <laughs> good. Oh, Freddie. <laughs> Yeah. Isn't this the evolution of that though? Who's playing at the the Game Awards? It was like Green Day last year, and like who is it now? <laughs> Eddie Vedder. It's Eddie Vedder, dude. <laughs> what really? <laughs> That's not even a joke. That's not a joke. Yeah, what? they got they got Eddie Vedder. <laughs> Jeff Ke- Jeff Keighley is extremely excited about it. He's really. Oh my he's, god. Um, oh my I, god. I, I have a I have a quick story I might have told on this podcast before, but um, I was in Seattle on some business, and it happened to be when pearl jam was playing and this was oh, like no. two or three years ago and it was kind of a big deal like they never really played at home it's like a big stadium show they had a merch shop that was like open all the time next to the stadium i had to cross the street so i you know hit the button and i had to wait for the signal and then this lady shuffles up next to me and i look over her at her and her shirt says it doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> nice. and i had to stand there next to her and not laugh you should have laughed she probably wanted you to. Yeah, I didn't want to give her anything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Eddie Vedder. Dude. I was at several Spike TV video game awards shows. I'm sorry. Hmm. It's okay. I don't think I've been to a video game awards show, but all of the press events for video game stuff, all of it feels the same. Like whether it's an award show or like a press conference, like can, yeah. is there a difference between like the Xbox One launch presentation and the Spike TV video game awards? It's they all feel the same now. They're like same. announcing yeah. the new Smash Brothers character at this award show. It's just another presentation. They don't show trailers for Marvel Cinematic Universe nonsense during the Oscars. The marketing machine of video games is so transparent. It's so hilariously, so deliciously dirty, I would say. Like, you can see every moving part of it. Yeah, there's no subtlety at it's all. It's wild. I, I actually kind of love it for that. I was actually planning on streaming it. If anybody wants to join me live on my stream for watching the Game Awards tonight, please. I have nothing else to do except play There's Cyberpunk. absolutely no way anyone listening to this podcast will hear that. Yeah, yeah. come on back in time. Past tense. I was mostly talking <laughs> to Brandon Sheffield in real life. Uh, uh, I'll see if I can, if I if can you, swing it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because you know you're going to watch them. Okay, maybe you're not going to watch them. I, I wasn't going to, uh, I was going to work, yeah. but uh, I'm not we'll going to, I mean, I'm going to be scrubbing through my Adobe Premiere timelines, dragging and dropping presets onto clips uh, while watching, quote unquote, watching the Game Awards. So I think the big difference is the MTV Video Game Awards back when they had those. The MTV Video Game Awards. Yeah, music, television, video. Yeah, it, it works great. They had music celebrities and sometimes film celebrities who were really drunk or really high presenting things that they had no idea about. So I think that that's a little different from your your modern Xbox presentation because they're not like that drunk or that high and fallen over and stuff. So I think that was maybe the best because mm-hmm. the best kind of disaster. It's like an like an Ubisoft press conference from E3 in the in the oh, olden man, days Ubisoft. when they would just have somebody who had never heard of a video game being like, how about those Worlds of Warcrafts? Yes. I just remember going to so many of those E3 press conferences and there's just like a guy gets up on stage and it's like, oh, you fat jerks yeah. living in your mom's basement, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like hiring like Joel McHale or whatever, yeah. like the Ubisoft stuff. Really? I still encounter that sort of sense of humor in my uh, my comments on my videos, except now I can just delete it. Yeah. And then the people think that there was a glitch like on YouTube's end because they don't assume that 
the person who made the video was reading the comments. Did you see this report? Speaking of that sort of thing, that uh, this, uh, this is a total sidebar. Give me but, that sidebar. Um, it's break uh, me off a piece of that sidebar. Side bar. sidebar. The majority of older people on Facebook believe that there is an editor who is curating their their feed. Oh yeah. Oh yes. I and did so see that, that all yeah. the content that is coming through to them is being vetted by somebody, which is... Oh, I, th- I thought they believed that Facebook was generating the news reports. It's something in between there, where, okay. where it's like, they believe that there is an editor who vets them. Yeah. An Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Eddie Vedder. Yeah. Eddie Vedder, yeah. yeah. And uh, an interesting aspect of that is that when you actually confront an older person versus a younger person with a false news story and ask them... Do you think that this is true or not? Older people are better at actually better at identifying it as false. But because they believe that Facebook is curated, they're like, this is this is all legitimate news that's coming to me Mm. alongside the baby pictures and whatever. It's wild. Your earth is trash. The problem was making the Internet easy to use. Like if we yeah. just kept it difficult, <laughs> yeah. like this wouldn't be a problem. It would, it would still be just a bunch of um, tax accountant guys like trading stock tips. Monochrome monitors, yeah. like orange and black, yeah. dialing up big old loud scuba tank sound popping out <laughs> yeah. of your computer as you, as you as you jack in. That's how it should always be. Which video game characters would be most likely to sign up for a UCB class? Oh, God. United uh, so, Christmas Blasters? <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, yeah, which ca- which video game characters are the most United Christmas Blasters? Uh, you're talking oh, God, about the it. University of California, Berkeley, which is, um, yeah. obviously, you mean the Upright Citizens Brigade, but right. whenever anyone, including Heather Campbell, types UCB, as a person who lives less than two miles from UC Berkeley, it is UC Berkeley to me every time. I used to love going up UC Berkeley, getting me a fat slice at Fat Slice. Which is gone now. It's gone now, yeah. They burned it to the ground, the cops. That's why you got to kill all the cops. I still don't know what this is, by the way. It's a popular improv program. Oh, okay. My answer would be Duke Nukem, because I feel like the majority of the guys in level one are like, misogynists who think they're funny oh yeah that guy being in a ucb level one class that that feels like it tracks to me (laughs) like he's gonna go in and he's gonna think like i'm gonna say hail to the king baby all the time and everybody's gonna think it's hilarious that's gonna be like kind of my catchphrase yep Uh, i already say it and my friends think it's funny do you think if they made duke nukem now he would just do anchorman quotes Mm. (laughs) i thought of a good answer to the question oh yeah Uh, yeah. give it to me interesting which is uh (laughs) Ryo from Shenmue because he's so uh oh yeah he's so stilted yeah and and the things that he says are sometimes so non sequitorial that level one improv class seems like the right zone for him well and he just tries anything he just deliberates first like should I try this and then Mm -hmm. I should get one yeah so he needs to learn to open up no Ryo Hazuki would sign up for an improv class at the uh, advising of a, uh, a psychiatric professional. Mm. I knew a couple guys in the, in the San Francisco Bay Area who worked at startups as computer programmers and whatnot, uh, who were literally advised by like gurus, <laughs> like yoga gurus and and psychiatrists to join an improv class. No joke, because they were so wooden. No offense to them. They were all really terrible, too. No offense. I mean, as people, as people, not at, at improv. I'm pretty sure they weren't very good at improv. Either. You're just saying Bubsy because there's a clearly visible Bubsy behind Frank. 
No, that's not why. I, I actually didn't even notice that. I'm saying it's, but it's because he's always asking. What could possibly go wrong? Exactly. It's because he's always asking like a yes and question. Sonic wouldn't go to no improv. No, but Gex no. might. Gex would go. <laughs> no, Gex is Dana Gould. Yeah, if that's you saw my Doom video, you would know that I went to high school with a kid who said Dana Gould could suck a shotgun barrel <laughs> for all I care. And said that they should have totally gotten Dennis Leary to voice Gex, dude. <laughs> what? You, yeah, had, no you had playground conversations about <laughs> okay. Gex? Quick sidebar, which comedian would you recast as Gex today? Adam Sandler, of course. You all, you all aren't watching my god darn videos. Frank, watch my videos sometimes if you would like to hear stories like that. I got about 30 minutes into Pac-Man. Oh, that's good. That's <laughs> good. I ran, out of, I ran out of socks to fold. The idea is... Just watch it in segments. I did. Oh, that's guys. Good. That's good. I have uh, some really bad news for you. Uh -oh. Gex is dead. Even worse. There's a particular segment on this show that's lied dormant for a while. Uh -oh. I don't you, like you that. Guys, one. You guys take over. I gotta pee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid it's time that we go back to the improv zone. Heck, uh, <laughs> the improv zone is a segment beloved by a very vocal minority of our listeners who are very into cringe comedy where I uh. task three people with absolutely no background in improvisation with improvising a scene related to video games in some way. This is our first time doing it with a guest, someone who actually knows how to do it. So oh, no. This should, so this should be fantastic. Look, you were like somebody who has no experience improvising. I'm like, oh, great. I can listen to this segment. This is mine. <laughs> uh, I nominate Heather to do all of the parts, especially yeah. mine. No, no. There are four happen. parts in this. <laughs> Can't make somebody do work for free on this episode. God damn it. I'm afraid you've all made your beds because, Brandon, you will be playing Rio from King of Fighters. Frank, you'll be playing Bubsy. Tim, you'll be Duke Nukem. And uh, the three of you have just signed up for a UCB improv class. Oh, and no. uh, Heather is your improv coach. And she's oh trying to get you God. all to do a scene together. Somehow Bubsy's, worse. Bubsy is only puns, and I'm terrible at puns. Jeffy, oh, Jeffy, yeah, you're sure I'm, I'm Rio from King of Fighters, not you mean from, from Shenmue? Shenmue? Rio from Shenmue is exactly what I mean. Yes, that's what okay, I said. Because, I said Shenmue. There, there is a Rio from King of Fighters. So right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll be Rio from Shenmue, I guess. All right. And time starts now. All right, class. Today, you're going to learn a little bit about uh, making a scene happen. All you have to do is uh, you go up and you start uh, talking to one another in um, in a location that we'll get from from the audience uh, for, your, for your fellow classmates. And while you guys China. are um, great, China, it's going <laughs> to it's going to scene that takes place in China. I need to go just... to China. Uh, Rio, Rio, right? Yes. That's who it was. That's your name. Okay. Yes. Come up on stage before you start the scene. Uh, why don't you? Uh, why don't you actually uh, go up on stage? And um, how about you two? Uh, you guys uh, okay. join him. <laughs> yeah. What could we're, possibly go wrong? We're in. <laughs> we're in China. And great. I need to find some sailors. I'm Duke. You want to ride my boat, baby? Can you find sailors for me? So are you two just gonna do the catchphrases from the game? Is that Really, how we're playing this? Duke Nukem does not say, "I." You want to ride my boat, baby? <laughs> like he's never said that. <laughs> I don't. Frank, I, you're breaking not, the fourth wall. I'm not a walking encyclopedia of Duke quotes. <laughs> However, I know that. Do you want to ride my boat, baby? Is most decidedly not one of them. Timer's still running. I'm Duke the Sailor Man, baby. I will take your boat because I do not think that anything could possibly go wrong with this. That's you my will. line. Get my agent on the phone. 
You want to ride to China on my big boat? Yes. What it's is your big and loud. It's a sick boat. Why am I going to China? I don't even know these characters. Does anybody a need a gun? Bubsy, do you have a yarn ball? I'm smoking a cigar over here. And scene. Excellent work, Thank guys. You. I was on my phone most of the time, as any good UCB teacher would be, just staring at my phone while you guys talk on stage. Thank uh, you. That would be, I believe, $700 each. <laughs> <laughs> Those are very good. Always notes. bet on Duke to pay up at the end of the class. It's on me, boyos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank God. I, I am cutting this cord. Thank the you. Duke Nuke, the money has Duke Nukem's wow. face on it, and it is not legal tender, and then we all get shot by the teacher at the end. That's how. Oh, the, my God. So, uh, uh, Doom shotgun sound effect. Heather Campbell, out of, out of a score of um, <laughs> one, one to five million, how'd we do? Really good? Five million. I mean. <laughs> nice. It was, it was right. an impossible task. Yeah. So, the fact that you pulled it off at all is... Um, admirable wow uh, always you. bet on duke I, I can't imagine the person that finds these segments funny i just i, can't I mean either. aside from aside from jaffe laughing at us feeling uncomfortable in the moment i, I think jaffe is his own uh, vocal minority yeah yes. all you need for a minority is one That's and that is true. on that note we'll be right back after a quick break QB. Yeah, Stanley QB. After these messages, be right back. Welcome back to Insert Credit. Time to go back to the dirt bag. Every oh. week, I select one question submitted by our Patreon subscribers to be addressed by our illustrious panel. You can get in on this opportunity to be part of the show by going to patreon.com slash insert credit and subscribing at any level. You'll also get access to episodes one day early, one day early, one day early, and to a growing collection of bonus episodes compiled from some of our off the record discussions. Did you say groin collection? Yeah. A grime collection? Our groin collection. Just like in Cyberpunk. It's quite illustrious. Uh, This week's question comes from Sarah Sophia, who asks, games like movies have a lot of director worship associated with them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are the underappreciated roles like cinematographers or editors who do most of the actual work that people think directors do for games? Ooh. Sound designer, done. Interesting. Uh, I think sound designer is incredibly underrated. I mean, we, we said on a recent show, I think that sound design is like 80% of Silent Hill 2. That's true. That is true. Um, so that's my answer. I mean, that's it, Akira Yamaoka, though. People, well, sure. not all of them. The Akira Yamaoka is a—he's a kind of a rock star in his own right. He is. And there's a lot of mo- there's a lot of video game music composers who are kind of worshipped, uh, and they're not even like the only composer on a game. Sometimes they're not even the ones who are doing the best work, mm-hmm. and uh, they get credit for all of the music on the game when really they only did some of it. Like Yuzo Koshiro on the Streets of Rage games. I mean, Yuzo Koshiro—he's the best, right? I mean, he's best into business. His name's on the title screen, so that's all. Yeah, I know. that's yeah, man, because he's got that. He got that deal. Yeah, it's one of those things where a lot of the best work goes unseen mm-hmm. on games. There are definitely some people whose job is just to optimize and to yeah. make everything <laughs> run faster and things load smoothly without pop in and stuff. And and the only time you notice that work is when it's being done not to your satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So those people are extremely extremely thankless. Jobs are the victimless crime of jobs. They're thankless in the way. I don't know what I'm talking about. Is that how that works? Yeah. (laughs) Like a victimless crime is victimless. The The lawyers. lawyers. 
Oh, game lawyers. I know yeah. a couple of game lawyers. All the lawyers. Wild fellows. Awesome heroes. Yeah. Elaborate. <laughs> yeah. How, what, what, is, what has well, a lawyer done for my video game? Exactly. For these large titles, I feel like the lawyers, you know, handling the rights of all of them in game music, all of the contracts, yeah. all of the making sure that the game remains non-union. That's a that's a lot of work. Yeah, making yeah. sure that artists don't get paid appropriately and stuff like that yeah. and get that game you out have the to door. Be, yeah. You have to be an exceptional oh, yeah. lawyer to rip off as many people as you have to rip off in order to make a video game. It's all about that rip off action. Yeah. The lawyers. Let's wow. hear it for the lawyers. Yeah, I'm going to start oh. looking at the general counsel uh, credits and games and, and uh, putting posters on my wall. Of I've them. actually been thinking lately about the lack of cinematography in general in video games. There's two camera angles. Come on. Yeah, are generally like we will present you with cinematography. This you're talking composition. You got a problem with Lakitu, Brandon? I'm, I'm talking about composition and cinematography because oh, the, yeah. the only kinds of interesting cinematography, interesting, quote unquote, that you get is like someone will fall down on the ground and the camera will shake a little bit. Mm. Like there's there's not a lot of uh, dolly in or like just, there, there's not even the basic camera moves. You ever play those Kingdom Hearts games where the camera just rotates around the characters endlessly because it can? Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're, we're in 3D. The actors aren't real. We can just manipulate the camera after shooting the scene. We don't even shoot the scene. They're just they're, they're drunk with power. In Skies of Arcadia, you get or um, Eternal Arcadia. I forget which one you, you get the um, they're the same game. Oh, right. Branded. That's right. But one's Lord. one's on the GameCube. Read a book. <laughs> anyway, Skies of Arcadia Legends. I believe that one is called. Oh, I guess that's right. Um, yeah. Anyway, they, they keep rotating the camera and cutting it swiftly while you're in battle. So they're like breaking the 180 degree rule all the time. But it's more interesting than what is done in a lot of these games, because at least I notice it for better, or for worse. <laughs> if I notice it, it's great. It's everybody's introduction to uh, thinking critically about media is uh, learning learning to notice that something is being done. I remember watching Pulp Fiction when I was 14 years old and being like, I noticed that this story is being told out of order. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, I'm so cool. Noticing rules. Yeah, noticing stuff rules. So here's something about the, you got the, there's a conversation about crunch going with the Cyberpunk 2077. Does anybody know off the top of their head the name of the director of Cyberpunk 2077? No. That's interesting, right? I don't know. There you go. That's all I got. Hmm. Uh, just looking at the graphics in that game, I'm like, oh, I guess uh, artists uh, just generally are, you know, there's there's thousands of these people. Like an Assassin's Creed game has like 2,000 artists on it or something like that. Well, you don't know any of their names. They're they're doing all the stuff, basically. They're doing all the stuff that's getting all the credit. And they're getting laid off next week, so. Oh, yeah, they're getting, uh, they're getting kicked to the curb. I went to Ubisoft Singapore, and they told me that they were responsible for all the boat stuff in that screed uh, screed like for? The six or seven the first one that had boats and was on the water oh. and had water physics and all that stuff and four had a, a big big boat the pirate one the pirate yeah, big one. big 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 boat action in that one friend yeah black flag i thought yeah. that was interesting because part of the reason that they had journalists out there is because they were like nobody knows that we did the boat stuff and so we want we want people to know that we exist and we will tell them that we did the boat stuff. Clearly, even within giant organizations like Ubisoft, there are people thinking about uh, nobody notices us. Adam Badowski is the name of the Cyberpunk 2077 director. Oh, of course. Probably Dosky. Everybody knows that guy. That's a W. Also, just level designers in general. I mean, come on. When are we going to get back to the era of rock star level designers? You know? Right. Like Hirokazu Yasuhara of uh, Sonic fame. 
Guy designed some heck of levels, man. He did. Mm -hmm. What can you tell about a person based on their fighting game play style and preferences? Ooh. I think the ones that just kind of button mash are probably pretty cool because they don't they don't have time for this uh, baby game. Oh yeah, no baby game for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do big boy stuff. Exactly. Like like work on my motorcycle. I feel like this is a question that we should come back to when we have Patrick Miller on the show because I know that I have seen him talking about Chip from uh, Guilty Gear. Chip players will do this, whereas May players will are like this, and it's just like a meme, and it's got like 300 retweets because uh, enough people understand what a chip player does to be like, yes, absolutely. Uh, there's an answer here. I don't or have like it. memes about hitboxes that I don't get at all. Basically, when I first heard this question, my impulse was to begin making a bunch of references that framed me as being super out of touch with uh, the fighting game community. I was going to be like, anybody who chooses that little dinosaur in Tekken 3, uh, yeah. they're like a dude who's always got your back. And we'll always buy a keg, (laughs) always bring a keg to the party. That was what I was going to do. Something like that. So just imagine like five more of those. Vega players wet the bed until they were 14. (laughs) Exactly. In Oscar 120%, my favorite character is the volleyball lady. She's kind of slow and uses grapples and stuff. And uh, I tend to like characters with kicks and things, even though she doesn't really have those. I like any any female fighting game character who plays volleyball is generally I'm going to gravitate toward that yeah, one. That makes sense. And then uh, Vincent Diamante, insert credit co-founder, he plays as the cheerleader who is, has a very annoying voice and does a million hits and is not a slow methodical character. Just a million. Yeah, just a million. I feel like there's definitely something in there where like Vince is the kind of person that would like to take a, a character that other people might not use or would find annoying and use it to uh, not necessarily to be annoying, but to like prove something. Whereas I'm the kind of player that would prefer to take like a fundamentals character and, and, uh, and try to tweak it. What does it say about a person who just by default picks whichever character looks the most like Ryu from Street Fighter <laughs> in every fighting game? It's like, this guy looks kind of like Ryu. He's wearing a white karate gi. He's got a black belt. That means he's pretty good. What does it say about that person? Is it just he's the well-rounded one? It, yeah. it just says they grew up in the nineties. Missionary position only. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, Tim. If you gravitate <laughs> towards characters who only play volleyball, then how do you decide who to play in Dead or Alive? I'm going to be honest with you. They're all my friends, and we <laughs> hang out all the time. I cannot, off the top of my head, name a single Dead or Alive girl. I'm sorry. If I'm if I'm approaching Kasumi. a new fighting game, Tiffany. Tiffany. <laughs> Yeah. yeah oh we have tiffany dead tiffany alive there's two of them right <laughs> tiffany alive you that's the name of her, uh, her podcast you know i watch so many of my friends like little fighting game videos that they share from playing tekken or mortal Kombat or whatever their personalities definitely come out in the way that they play their characters where they're like if it's gonna wish whiff punish once it's gonna happen again or something mm-hmm. and it's like I, I sort of understand what that means but i can't i can't put them into a group like there there are pers- people that have uh i think different personalities when they play fighting games than they would otherwise get real aggro and stuff what does it say about me that whenever i play a fighting game i always hit the random button because i'm afraid of showing preference and what it'll say about me that's good you just answer the question that means you got a good clean soul okay thank you you. probably had an avoidant parent you know i I made a joke earlier about uh about 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 having out of touch knowledge of fighting games though when i do think back to my dorm experience there was definitely the jock bro dudes all chose nightmare in soul calibur because yeah. he's got the big sword and you just press the uh, 
what was it the y button like three times and he does like the knocks the does the sword down twice and then pulls it up the uh, 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 combo that's like real easy they'd just be spamming that at each other the second one guy learned how to dodge the game was suddenly for losers and babies so like, this game sucks one guy learns that you just press up and you can get out of the way and then you can just like completely land based him from an angle and then it's over. Nobody liked it anymore. In King of Fighters 98 through 2001, and also in Oscar 120% Limit Over, I hit the random button. Because you love them all, right? Yeah. It's, That's how I decide in Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. I know all these characters, <laughs> and uh, it would be fun to see what combo comes up this time. I don't know what that says about anybody. It probably just means you like that game It a says lot. you're a true pro at the game, that you're very familiar with it, and that you, uh, you just, you're just the master. And it's it's you should be you deserve a you deserve a hearty congratulations. Give I me suppose. a trophy. Yeah, you deserve the uh, the Tiffany Alive trophy, the the big one. Good work. Big Tiff. Yeah. Oh God. A tagged image format. That's what that stands for. What can someone say to convince you to play a game in four words or fewer? Nothing. For instance, it's for the podcast, or it's under six hours. I will kill you. <laughs> That is a good argument. If it's a person I hate and they say, I don't like this, I'll be like, yeah, dude, give me that. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm all about that spite gaming. That spite play. Yeah. This isn't popular. Oh, yeah. This this isn't that popular. <laughs> uh, everybody prefers the sequel. I mean, this is the nice answer, but if somebody said, I made this game, I'd play it. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. There you go. That's nice. That's the... That's the scratch-off winner of answers. I follow too many game devs on Twitter to have <laughs> to still feel that way. I hate some games made by people I know. Yep. Uh, I mean, just like people that I know. I just like hate their games. You talking about Gunsport? <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, no, not that one. Uh, I mean, some other one. Here's one. Uh, this game is unreleased. Oh, this game oh, is yeah. unreleased. That, that mm. totally, makes you feel like a special boy. It totally will get me. Um, oh, wait, what about this never came out? Yeah. This was that's never bad. released. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. that's ultimately what I mean. This was never released. Or in the case of Nier, this bankrupted the company. Um, <laughs> I don't think it did, though. This killed the director. <laughs> anytime, <laughs> anytime a, a video game is haunted enough or daunting enough of a development task to literally result in its maker passing away. Yeah. This game killed Kojima. Yeah, yeah, uh, PT. Hideo Kojima died right. making yeah. PT. He's been reborn as a different <laughs> individual with slightly different glasses and hair, though uh, he died making PT. That, that's interesting to me. The Dreamcast is back. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I think that's a Brandon answer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would get me. Uh, In the just, form of this game? Just as an aside, speaking of people that died, I've been wondering what is up with Shinta Nojiri, who I believe was killed by... Mm -hmm. um that never dead game on 360 dead literally no not he, he's not actually dead but he oh, hasn't okay. made a game That's since true. then except for part of a like a mobile game thing i i hate to say this uh that i got to he shouldn't make a game again after that game no i'm just kidding i didn't even ever really play it i just know yeah, that really it's bad. he was uh kojima's right hand person and made a bunch of the sounds like kojima's left-handed if you know what i mean <laughs> the, the off-brand <laughs> Hey. Metal Gears, like Metal Gear Acid and stuff. And then, I like Acid. And he was the director of Five, I think. Um, yeah. While, while Kojima was, he was the, the, the scab, yeah. Was the executive director. No, no. He, it was I'm four just, then. I, yeah, was I'm just four, making up, not, I'm just making up controversies. I'm sorry. Um, it was four because it was before Never Dead. And then they made him do Never Dead. 
Mm-hmm. He was forced into it because he wouldn't direct five. That's what it was because they just wanted to make grind out sequels. And uh, now he's disappeared from the universe. So that's... you know what game I want to start pretending to like is that game Nano, Nano Breaker for the PS2. Did you ever play that? Yeah, I played it. It kind of sucks, right? But I mean, mm-hmm. why not like it? Why not like pretend to like it? Sure. Do you want to start pretending to like it? With, with sure, me? let's you go wanna... for it. I want to start pretending to like the bouncer. You know, <laughs> I've, I've been pretending to like that one for a while. <laughs> Definitely am hundred percent in the pretend to like the blur effect because to me when i think of the playstation 2 emotion engine i think of that blur effect in the bouncer like that's what the emotion engine does in my mind i got i got a compelling one i got a compelling one 60 percent on metacritic Mm. oh yeah Yeah. you want four words to get me to play a video game 60 frames per second no ben diesel's the wheel man (laughs) there you go (laughs) you can get me to play any video game if you tell me it is exactly like Vin Diesel's The Wheel Man, what's a bad game I like? Jerry, I'll tell you. Vin Diesel's The Wheel Man, one of my favorite games of all time, and it really sucks. And I just <laughs> really, 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 really love it. That's it. That's my answer. Okay. Well, four I words. Think that was definitive enough that we need to go on to our next question. What is the Neon Genesis Evangelion of video games? Xenogears. <laughs> I guess it depends on uh, what you think about that uh, show, because to me, I would be like, well, I guess that's a game that everybody loves, but actually it sucks. Actually, no. I'm just going to make oh. as many people mad as possible. Oh, no. New Smash oh. Brothers character being revealed tonight. Brandon, who are you betting on? It's Ray Ayanami for sure. Ray Ayanami. Oh, oh baby. Okay, so is it is this something where she's in dead or um, extreme beach volleyball, right? Something where no one <laughs> right. understood the ending? Is that is that what we're going for here? What's the what's Zeno the comparison? Gears. Maybe what does it mean to you? Yeah, what does it mean to you, Frank? It's obviously Xenogears. It's got yeah, robots, I mean, it's got it's got religion, it's it's kind of uh, rough in the last half. It's, its creator has perpetually tried to just make make new stuff that is like it. And uh, is expanding on it, and and uh, and uh, just kind of spiraling into uh, into wildness, the old wild spiral. If Evangelion were good, it would be something like Shin Megami oh, Tensei Nocturne. Evangelion's chill, man. Chill is the opposite. It's of what great. It is. Oh, it's chill. If you can't chill while watching you Evangelion, like it or not, chill is the wrong word. If you can't chill while watching Neon Genesis Evangelion. Get out my refrigerator. Don't be I, in there. I better get out of there. It's too yeah. stressful. <laughs> How are you going to chill? Metal Gear Solid Two is like directly i mean the ending is just the end of evangelion right so it could be that that is true that's close same camera same like video filter i just think it's xenogears that's right well we got a couple here those those are both very good answers um smash brothers of course being the the other obvious one (laughs) being yours yeah (laughs) something everybody likes you're just going for like sort of a meta answer there with that one i see that i'm torn because I agree with you that it's a game that everybody likes that is not good, but Eva is good, so I can't mm-hmm. I can't yeah, get see, on side on this one. That's where we split have a split of opinion. And that's why insert credit the forum worked. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. I feel like there are so many angsty teen in a robot video game properties that we sort of just have to discard that completely. Hey, Fei Fong Wong is not an angsty teen in uh Xenogears. He's a he's a full grown man. Well, I I didn't discard that one. I'm just saying that in, in general, I feel like that can't be the criteria because it's common. That new 13 Sentinels has a oh, lot we of want that game. I actually bought Evangelion that game. like things in it, but it is definitely not the correct analog for it. It just has a lot of the similar trappings and setups. I bought that game. You know why I bought it? Tax right off. And also <laughs> uh, I bought it because I will play it eventually. 
I just plugged in my PlayStation 5, invigorated, whipped open the PlayStation Store. It's not even a store anymore. It's integrated into the UI, to the HUD. And I, I saw it and I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy that. Celebration. I purchased it. Tax write-off. Sonic 2006? Is that, a, is that, that something? Ah, come on, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone likes that one. No, no, no. And, I'm just yeah. talking about the Sonic kissing a giant. Oh, yeah, that scene where Sonic jerks off over the sleeping princess. Look, yeah, that's all, exactly what All I'm going to say is like Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torna, the Golden Country, is basically the, 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 the Evangelion uh, 4.264 or whatever of Xenogears. It's, it's basically what I'm, what I'm getting at with the Xenogears comparison. I really think Xenogears is, is the, the close one. And not just because of the giant robots and the, the Christianity and the fact that it rips off Eva in like a million places. I think that it's a circa 2006 like flash based game like banner ad mm -hmm. um, that says congratulations uh, before telling you <laughs> that you've won a free iPod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's the one. The twist is you actually didn't win the free iPod. right? Yeah, I right. shocked the monkey and nothing happened. Yeah, have you ever been like really shocked to find out that you did not win the iPod? <laughs> every game, every time. Have any of you played all the Evangelion games? I think I've played almost all of them. I played the Why? N64 one. Huh? Yeah, I've only played the N64 one, and I think bits of the Saturn one, Iron Maiden. No, Girlfriend of Steel. Okay, yeah, because there, there are three Saturn GFS. ones, and there's the one N64 one, and there there are a few others. There's a PS2 one. But that, I think that N64 one is good, but there's also, I, I confuse all the Saturn ones, but one of them is quite good as well in terms of visual presentation. Did you know there's a pachinko machine that has exclusive yeah. uh, Evangelion uh, scenes yes. in it? Yes. Yeah, that, rules, so that rules so hard. Would, would you count Super Robot Wars, the ones with Evangelion in it, as Evangelion games? No. That's a ridiculous question. No. No. <laughs> How <laughs> <Okay>. dare you? <laughs> well, <laughs> would you count Smash Bros. as a Mario game, Jeff? Yes! I would. Oh, okay, never mind. Mario's never mind then. If Mario is Kart is a Mario even game, count rebuild of Evangelion as an Evangelion, and that's got everything in it. All right, I think it's time to go on to our lightning round, which is the most important part of the show. This week we're bringing back another old game called Slogan Slingin'. Last okay. time we played, I named a real video game publisher, and you all had to pitch me a new slogan for the company. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This week I have a list of corporations from video game, oh, and you have to pitch mm -hmm. me a slogan for their business. Delicious. Your first task is to give me a new slogan for Umbrella Corporation. You're covered. Oh, yeah. Umbrella. When it rains. I don't know. That's, that's all I got. I gave my <laughs> answer. Let's move on. Aperture Science from Portal. Uh, from Portal. Uh, mm. Keeping you in focus. Man, I, I was know. just going to say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a bad. I mean, you know, yeah, you that's want bad answers, right? Is that, is that it? You want bad They're answers? They're not bad enough. You don't make me work for free on this on this <laughs> podcast. With Aperture, it would just be like, we do really good things for people. Like, it would just be like, oh, something very slightly off-putting about... Right, mm. yeah, it would be... Yeah. yeah. We do really good things for human people. Servicing the humans. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cluckin' Bell, the chicken restaurant from Grand Theft Auto. Oh, it would probably be something like, uh, like genuinely profane that yeah. uh, the makers of Grand Theft Auto think is like just the way people talk in American commercials. <laughs> he fried for your sins. Yeah, it would just be like clucking chicken F you oh, yeah, or something. Oh yeah, fried for yeah. your sins is pretty yeah. good. Or like no, suck yeah. on our nuggets. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would be something real trash. Suck on our nuggets. Yeah. <laughs> Gather it's around awful. ye nugget suckers would be their slogan. Mock pizza from Earthbound. Mock pizza. I don't know, it'd probably be something dad jokey. Yeah, it'd be something about how fast they well, I mean obviously that's the name of it, it's like mock five, right? Yeah, yeah. It's how like fast a, they deliver. Uh, but, yeah. Or it could be a joke about how it's not a mock pizza, it's a real pizza. You know that's what I was thinking. Mock, mock pizza. pizza, the real thing. No, yeah, here it is. Almost mock, as good mock as the real pizza. Thing. Real ingredients. Real pizza. Papa John's. Okay. <laughs> Crazy Cap from Super Mario Odyssey. Oh, no. Oh, is that the no. store? What, like the, the company? Hat. Yeah, he's yeah the store where you buy your hats. There's a hat company that makes the hat. Yeah. Okay. Crazy Cap. In New Donk City? Is that? Yeah. No, it's, it's, they're all York. over the place. Yeah. They're in the, they're in in the donk. Yeah. yeah, they're in the they're in the donk. They're in uh, the desert. You can buy yourself a hat in the desert. Pop a cap on yourself. Oh, pop a cap. It's embarrassing. That's a little too a little too rock star, a little less Nintendo. Yeah, fucking buy it, Baldy. Like, you know, <laughs> that's not Mario. <laughs> uh, Union Aerospace from Doom. Ooh. Now demon free. No, you never address the controversy. You did, never, never, I never accentuate right. the negative in your in your advertising slogan. Come on, this is advertising one on one right here. Well, they opened the portal, so now demon free. Now oh, demons yeah. free. Putting the U in our planes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> sure. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly as much thought as they put into it. Yes. <laughs> Mishima Zaibatsu, the corporation from Tekken. Oh my God! They don't need a slogan. Yeah. They're just they're just eating an evil Zaibatsu. Cracking it's an illegal, out Kazuki's uh, since uh, 1994. What, what what's that family? That is it like Kazuki? I forget. The Mishima family. Mishima, Mishima family. family. Yeah, Mishima. Yeah, there's oh, yeah, there's Kazuya. There's uh there's Big Boy Hey Hachi. You ever see that guy? Imagine that guy walking up. You sure, know, he's like, in wake soul up. Caliber. He's standing. He's standing at the foot of your bed, cracking his knuckles. Have a Mishima or Threeshima. I don't know about that. That's <laughs> the. <laughs> Not sure about that one. Well, uh, I don't even want new Coca-Cola. Why haven't there been any companies that have their slogan is the product? Would you just say Nuka Cola? I feel yeah. like it, the oh. slogan should be Nuka Cola. So always you just bet see it on Nuka. Like- <laughs> always bet on Nuka. That's it, right? <laughs> Terrific. Nuka Cola, yeah. your only choice. I mean, it's the only soda. It's the yeah, it's the end of the world. You might as well yeah. enjoy one. Jerk. Drink Shinra. It, jerk. Oh, Shinra Electric Power Company. You mean? Yeah. Or are you talking about the cloud computing company? Which is defunct now. Well, no, it's now the now defunct cloud computing company named after an evil corporation from a <laughs> beloved video game. Shinra, when the old Ra wasn't good enough. Shinra. That's it. Princess of power. Shinra. Guaranteed. <laughs> oh, man, that's pretty good because it is a power company. Yeah, Shinra, yeah, there princess you go. of power. I think you got it. Yeah. Uh, finally, Bridges from Death Stranding. Ooh. Bring uh, it's basically uh, making America whole again. Probably with something like in the world. Yeah, no, no bridge too far. I can. Mm, yeah, you can disrespect it if you want. I don't care. Somebody wants to disrespect Death Stranding on my watch. No, that not game's pretty good. It's Death pretty Stranding good. on. This. I love that game. How about Death Stranding? Oh, that's it. Yeah, oh, we're not allowed that's to answer it. that one. Wow. No, it's over. Uh, Frank, <sighs> I'm going to give you the win again. Ow. Over uh, Shinra, <laughs> Princess of Power. Jerry won, a, Jerry won again. I don't even know when his name became Jerry. Uh, so before confusing. we go, uh, this is the point where if you have anything to plug, uh, that this is the time to do it. And if you have anything to recommend our listeners uh, enjoy before 
waiting around for the next episode, this would be the time to do that as well. I'm, I'm going to plug a, a new venture of ours. So Uh-oh. Uh-oh. at the Video Game History Foundation, uh, one of the things that we do is uh, we have a library of pretty much every video game magazine going back to 1978. And I've been building that for almost 20 years. And so as one might imagine, I ended up with a lot of duplicate stuff that I don't need. They call them Frankie dupes. Frankie dupes. Yeah. Frankie two they times. They call them where, I, where I'm from. They call them that. What we started doing. It's actually a really cool idea, by the way. I, oh, have I, you I seen almost, it? Yeah. I almost, I was like, I don't have any room for extra magazines, but I was like, oh, this is really great. I love this. Thank you. Uh, you got so yourself an almost doing, there. Good. I got an almost sale. Uh, so what <laughs> we're doing to, to raise funds for the foundation is uh, we're, we're offering blind box subscriptions to old oh, video yeah. game magazines. Yeah. So you can Man. sign up and get a random old video game magazine in the mail every month or just once if you want to pay a little more money. And so uh, we still have some available. We've somehow sold 180 subscriptions. So I have to figure wow. out very quickly how to like be a, lot a of work for fulfillment you. center. Yeah, but who cares? Mm-hmm. Buy some more. So go to gamehistory.org and then go to our shop and it's uh, it's there if that's, if that's your thing. Are you overwhelmed with subscription entries or I think this is such a cool thing that I'd like to plug it on my show. I think you should plug Uh-oh. it and we're fine. We, we can do this for at least a year still. That's how many wow. we have. So, so we're fine. Cool. Appreciate it. Thank you. Sounds like a, a good bit of fun. Well, not for me packing them, but the money's worth it. I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend everybody just don't don't do Frank's thing. You're giving you're giving him work to do. Just uh, just donate money. Just go to gamehistory.org slash yeah. donate. Just give me the money instead. Yeah. Just give him two hundred, three hundred dollars. Uh, it's three hundo, is that enough? <laughs> yeah, that's enough. He can, yeah. So he can make himself some bologna sandwiches. <laughs> got, boy's gotta eat. That's the goal. Some bologna sandwiches. I've got a recommendation, which is the game Pedal Crash, which was the uh, the creator of this game did a developer diary of it on the insert credit forums. Old school arcadey puzzle game kind of thing. It takes a little while to wrap your head around how the mechanics work, but it really gets that old little adventure cute little sprites kind of a vibe really well. It's 90s puzzle game style, so I recommend that. You can get it on Switch or or whatever else it's pretty nice if you can get your head around it you know try as i might i have never been able to get my head around anything my skull remains inflexible it's too big it's uh it's it's big and it don't bend so good no joints in there i'm gonna recommend everybody out there enjoy uh some kind of a beverage that's it that's all i got i might do that i know it's pretty mainstream for this podcast but i'm gonna recommend miles morales which i really enjoyed like it was a real fun playful time that's all. I played sure. that game. Well, a lot of it. Isn't it cool how he's like a complete loser? Yeah. He's just like, he's just like kind of a moron. It's funny. I like it. They need more video game heroes that are just kind of like, he's just like, oh man, all the time. He's like, he's like really scared of stuff. It's really good. Oh, God. And then, I mean, he, he matures, obviously, probably. I haven't played to the part where he matures. So in my mind, he's still just kind of like, oh no, it's really good. I like it. He's, he's pretty, oh no, right up until the end. Oh, cool. Also, I just, oh, yeah. I just like, I felt so bad about not getting a magazine after I said how great it was. So I just sent you a donation. And I feel like anybody <laughs> who's listening uh, to this podcast 
should donate as soon as they hear how guilty I felt. <laughs> if Heather feels guilty, you should feel guilty too. Right. Get that guilt dirty money. I've got some recommendations of my own. Yeah. I would like to recommend to everybody that if you're listening to iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify or any platform where you could subscribe to podcasts, that would be a good thing to do for us. You could also leave a review for us like good enough guy one did. He said, very good show with people who know what they're talking about, all while being conversationally engaging. Hard thing to do. Good job. And he gave us one star. What? Yeah. Really? <laughs> very good. In, in that case, I would like to uh, I would like to amend my previous recommendation, and I would like instead to recommend that if you see me in the street, kill me with a knife. That's what I would like to change my recommendation to. Uh, for that Don't guy right there. Don't recommend that. Someone just will do for, it. Just for that guy right there. Just do it. <laughs> just yeah. for good instead of instead of emailing me about it, as you all do, just do it. I'm pretty sure that that person grow just a god darn pair of pants. I, they and got, do they it. must have done click drawn. Must have surely. You could also go to Patreon.com/slash/insertcredit, where you could subscribe at any level to submit your own questions, mm-hmm. get episodes one day early, one and day even early. exclusive access to monthly bonus episodes and other exclusive content. Uh, Right now, we're collecting responses for our annual Game of the Year ranking and our Best Game of All Time relitigation. So you can find links to our survey at forums.insertcredit.com or on Twitter. The show is at Insert Credit. I'm at Alex Jaffe. Frank is at Frank Cifaldi. Tim is at 108. Brandon is at Necrosofty. And Heather is at Heather Campbell. That's H-E-A-T-H-E-R-C-A-M- P-B-E-L-L. Just say it's like leather with an A. Sure. This show's editor is Esper Quinn with music by Kurt Feldman. Once more, I'm Alex Jaffe. I'm Frank Cifaldi. I'm a dirtbag who uh, probably should be dead. Shoot me in the neck with a bow and arrow. I'm Tim Rogers. I'm Brandon Sheffield. I'm Heather Ann Campbell. Good night, everybody. And your game (laughs) has now been saved. Yeah. You know what my favorite video game economy is, actually? What? I want to amend my answer. Yeah. Here we go. Okay. Ready? I'm just dramatic pause. Oh. Smash TV, man. Big money, big oh, prizes. Yeah. I, I love it. Dollar. That's the Good real answer. answer. I love it.